0: All right, and welcome back to Marky Mark and the Fitness Bunch. We are going over sharing strength stories today where I have on a guest to talk about what strength training has done for their life and kind of how strength does build confidence in a human being. Today, I have Kayla Noonan. I hope I got that right. Um, And we're going to talk a little bit about your journey of strength training today. Kayla, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of how you started into strength training,
1: yeah, perfect. Thanks, Mark, for having me on today. Um, so I am Kayla Nunam, as you said. I'm a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and I actually started strength training probably about ten years ago. Um, I was in college at ANM Corpus. I really had no idea what I was doing, and I started out basically. There was a CrossFit gym growing there. And they were doing, like, free beach workouts. And I actually came, Um, I don't know if you are familiar on Facebook, how it gives you your memories.
0: I'm not. No. Please elaborate.
1: Yeah. So, on Facebook, it tells you your memories of, like, oh, on this day so many years ago. And it just popped up with an old photo of me doing a cross side. And my squat form was terrifying. But. It was a great reminder, of, like how far you can come and the strength you can build over time. I think there was um you know ten pounds on each side then, and I remember that feeling so awkward for me. um I evolved into bodybuilding i I went into the bodybuilding world when I moved to Houston, and then from there, I'll never forget the day um my bodybuilding coach at the time was like hey, if you keep lifting heavy, you're going to have to move into a different category. And I wasn't comfortable moving up into the next category. Um, <laughs> so I decided, the heck with this, I'm going to go start powerlifting. And that is what I did.
0: So elaborate more on kind of like why you would have to move up into a new category. Was it that you were building too much muscle? What was the... Because kind of, well, first, what category were you in, and what category? Why would you have to move to a new category?
1: So I was going to compete in figure, um, and at that time, that was a while back. So obviously, I was going to compete natural then, um, but with the way that my body was, I would say is designed. Um, I'm pretty broad up top naturally. I have bigger lats. And so when I started deadlifting a lot, especially then, I put on muscle mass pretty quick. Um, And it was just one of those things where my proportions were not proper for figure anymore, if I would have went down that path.
0: Okay, so you decided not to compete?
1: I decided not to compete in bodybuilding, but I did go on to compete in powerlifting.
0: Absolutely. Tell us more about that.
1: Yes. Oh, it was amazing. Um, I competed in Houston, San Antonio, did some competitions locally, and then basically qualified for nationals and with USAPL, um, which is, there's different federations. Um, and it was just great. Like over that short amount of time, Uh, Going to the gym and just everyone being like, wow, like you're so strong, like congratulations. It was never anything about how I looked, but how I was performing. And obviously my body changed with time and like I just felt so powerful. Um, And I don't lift as heavy now, but during that period of my life, I had came out of a really bad relationship and I think it just helped me grow as a person and really know like anything was possible if I really just kind of did the work.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's amazing. Can you give us an idea of what the weight class was, if you don't mind, that you competed in and then kind of the numbers that you were hitting in competition?
1: Yeah, so I competed at 84 kilos, so... Typically, I weighed in at about 175, 178, somewhere around there, Um, I think, if my math is correct.
0: (laughs) So so, so you were significantly under the weight class, then?
1: I was in the lower side of my weight class. Yeah, because I believe... No, go ahead. Yeah, I think the top of my weight class was 184, I want to say.
0: I think it's one eighty four, one eighty five. Yeah, just doing so, some quick kilo to pounds. Yeah, yeah,
1: you're probably better at kilos than me. Um, and so when I did that, um, my best meet was a Houston meet, and I believe my husband's better at remembering my specific numbers, but I believe it was a three twenty five squat. Um, my bench was somewhere around one eighty. And my deadlift was 383, 385. Um, And obviously, my squat had been like 335, I think, in the gym. But it's just so different when you're on a platform, when you're actually competing. The rules, the regulations are different. But it was amazing. I remember the first time I ever competed in a powerlifting meet, I went up and... Everyone always talked about the adrenaline rush you get, and I underestimated that. And I just like, almost, it was almost like I blacked out. Like, I was just so excited. <laughs> I was so excited to be there.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I've, I've also competed as well. And I think, like, to have a crowd, you know, you normally in the gym, like, maybe one person's watching you that's like your gym partner, right? But, like, for the most part, no one really cares. But at the, you know, to have an audience watch you lift. Um, can really like the adrenaline that comes with it. And you hear stories about people hitting, you know, 20, 30 pound PRs at competition, but not like, but can't replicate it in the gym, which I think is like a very interesting. And I i was the same actually for myself. I had a 10 pound PR weighing eight pounds lighter than the previous meat that I had. So that was, I definitely get where you're coming from as well. Why would, So you you switched from bodybuilding to powerlifting. What was the thing about powerlifting that intrigued you that bodybuilding didn't offer?
1: Honestly, I think just – I had a program with bodybuilding, but my program was structured. Obviously, my body was changing with bodybuilding, but I was looking more at the scale, Um, not so much just my composition, I was very skill driven then. And I think with powerlifting, it was, it offered a place for me to not be so focused on the scale um, besides like making weight. But besides that, it allowed me to just focus on strength and like just following that plan that my coach laid out for me and executing it and just seeing it increase week over week over week and like just feeling powerful through that and you also meet like a community of females and males that are so supportive especially in the strength community
0: um i I was gonna say as well like from you know i competed as well it's been a while now but the the female powerlifting community is extremely supportive like everyone like it's still competitive that everyone wants to win but even if you're a person who doesn't lift as much as the other person like everyone's cheering everybody on um, it's very supportive. Like, if you hit a PR, it's, you know, everyone's excited for you, even if it's a number lower than the rest of the competition. Um, it's it's very supportive in that sense, which I think is amazing.
1: Yes, and everyone shares snacks.
0: And everyone shares snacks. It's a big <laughs> deal.
1: And I love my, like, the bodybuilding community that I had, especially in Clear Lake, Texas. Like, all of those people, I'm still close with them. They're all amazing humans. Uh, it just wasn't, the direction that I wanted to go at that time um and I've always been I've always liked to be strong (laughs) I think that's part of the other the other part of it um
0: yeah yeah. can we I'd actually love to talk about that more as well because I always talk about you know strength building confidence both in and out of the gym but I think because when I talk to women about this because I'm not a woman that sometimes it doesn't translate so I would love for you to elaborate on that more on kind of like, why do you like feeling strong? Like what is the, what kind of comes with that? Like, why would you focus on strength as opposed to like a weight loss, uh, weight on the scale kind of goal?
1: You know, honestly, I don't know if you've ever, if anyone's ever told you, like my grandpa, my grandfather used to always tell me like, no one can take your education away from you. And I feel the same way about my strength. Like, as long as I'm putting in the work, that strength is mine. And, like, no one else can take that from me. Um, And I think it also just builds this crazy internal strength of, like, if I can put 300 pounds on my back, like, come at me. Not in, like, a cocky way, but, like. Like, what can't you do? Like, if, like, you know, because there was a time where, like, 45 pounds on my back felt like the world and everyone has that feeling. And then you get to like a hundred pounds or whatever it might be. It might not even be that much. It might just be squatting the bar and that makes you feel powerful and strong. And whenever you're in like not so great situations in life, it's like, hey, no, like I can get back up. Like I can do this. And I think that the strength just gives you so much more than than just, you know, in the gym lifting weights. It's like, no, like when you're trying to hit a PR in the gym and you're deadlifting and like you feel like letting go, but you don't, that translates into your life and just knowing that you can push through things. So.
0: Yeah. No, I couldn't have said that better myself. I think it's especially one of those things that's like strength is also very much earned. I think that's one of the ideas that a lot of people like you can't get stronger with the exception of like purchasing a coach, but like you have to do the work still. Like, I think that's the, the difference is like you or if you get better, it's because you put the work in. And that's almost like an undeniable, you know, like, how do you know you got better? Absolutely. Well, it was 100 pounds and now it's 150. <laughs> Like the number, like the weight, like what did you lift six months ago? Is it more than that? Then you got better. And I think that's a very nice like objective measurement that you can say like as opposed to maybe a more subjective goal where, you know, if your body composition changes, how you look may or may not be better than before or it's subjective if you look better. I think that's kind of the thing that it's harder to tell sometimes. But as opposed to like, you know, your deadlift was what, 380 something. So it's kind of like, you know, you started – not at 380 something, which I'm going to assume you didn't just walk up to the bar and crushed it. Like, <laughs> no, I like,
1: started with like with the bar, just feeling so out of my element.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. And then like with hard work, you're able to do, you know, uh, a max that most people in the gym, uh, male or female can't do. Like I have, I have many a male friend who can't do 385.
1: You know, and I think that's part of it is like, I think one of the most rewarding parts for me wasn't even me lifting that much. It was, like, seeing how it inspired other people to also really push their limits. And if it's one thing that I like more than anything, it's cheering other people on. Um, (laughs) So, I mean, still now when I watch people lift, compete, do something out of their comfort zone especially that if it's like televised I will literally like almost start crying because I just like you know how they feel like it's just an empowering moment so
0: yeah absolutely I think that's a really good way to come from as well and kind of also the story that you know people who are really really strong for the most part like there are obviously people who are you know genetically talented but it it is something that they weren't just born with, right? Like we all hear stories about like the person who eats whatever they want and they stay a size double zero or whatever. But uh, strength, like you know, the three eighty five, like no, I don't think a lot of people look at that and be like, oh, she was just you know born with that natural strength. Like that is something that also the one eighty bench is pretty impressive. I do have to say that's a that's that's a no joke bench.
1: Well, I think, too, the thing that – well, thank you, first of all. I'm really bad at taking compliments, um, so thank you. <laughs> but,
0: <laughs> no, me too. Don't worry about it.
1: I just, like, dodge them. My husband's always, like – like, people are, like, oh, you're so pretty. And I'm, like, uh <laughs> – <laughs> just awkward. Um, But what I was going to say is, especially as, like, a dietitian and – seeing and, like, reflecting on past me and current me, and also just with clients, like, the thing is, when it's strictly a, like, number on the scale, you see that a lot of people are willing to just cut slash calories, like, go into crazy deficits, do extreme things, take diet pills, like, which terrify me, um, and then, when you're strength based especially when you're trying to hit a PR if that's your primary goal you can't sacrifice your nutrition like you can't not fuel yourself properly or it will show and Absolutely. i yeah. think that's also just like a kind of side benefit of making your focus strength um you can't slack on your nutrition <laughs>
0: Yeah. Can you talk about that actually? Like kind of the relationship on, you know, strength training and like how you how you see food now, as opposed to like maybe before when you were uh, bodybuilding or CrossFit?
1: Yeah. So before, well, to be fair, I didn't really have nutrition knowledge, like a, a solid base when I was doing those things. I would sure. just kind of do what everyone else was telling me to do, uh, which I think is what our like general population does. And it's totally understandable, but it's like, you know now i then i felt like food was just the way to get the scale to budge and that is all it was um and maybe i thought like you know protein's going to make my muscles big and that's kind of the extent where now i'm like okay if i like properly nourish myself before my training session or after my training session then I'm going to feel really good about it. Um If I have enough carbohydrates, I'm going to be able to like power through my workouts. Um But also just like having enough fats in my diet and like, like having your hormones normal. Like there's just so much that goes into it, especially as a female, lucky, lucky females. Um Now males, it matters too. But <laughs> like, females we just have so much stuff going on and like you always say you you know take into consideration when training people is like monthly cycles Um,
0: yeah absolutely now to be clear I don't like go to my clients and be like what is like they don't have to tell me but definitely (laughs) I appreciate that knowledge because if there are just certain weeks that you're going to be weaker and certain weeks you are going to be stronger. And if I can, you know, work around that, then, you know, all the more power to the strength cycle, right? Like I don't want to make a PR day be, you know, the worst week of the month.
1: Right. Right. And well, it just, it puts it in perspective and it lets you be a little easier on yourself. Like if you know you're in a part of your cycle where, you know, your strength might feel weak, at least you're not going in there and you're like, what the heck, man, like two weeks ago, I just squatted this much. And now this feels this heavy. And then you try and like change your training cycle and like programming up just because of that one day. Um, so stick to the plan that that's another recommendation. (laughs) Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, if there was, I want to if there was, like, kind of a wrap-up, like, what is the biggest takeaway that you would take about strength training that you want people to know about?
1: I would say to have a plan. That's that's number one. Have a plan. Because if not, you'll just drive yourself into the ground. Um, my My biggest takeaway, though, would probably be to just be patient with yourself and to literally, like... Celebrate all of your wins, like celebrate all of your victories with strength and allow it to like fuel your growth as like a person, not just in the gym.
0: Yeah, I think that's amazing. Where can people find you and kind of what are you up to these days?
1: So, people can find me at adventure.nutritionist because I'm always adventuring. Um, so, yes, what am I up to? I'm adventuring and I'm also, um, you know, doing master classes in my private Facebook group. I'm just spreading the knowledge, cheering everyone on. And I also do one on one nutrition coaching to help women uh, lose weight and improve performance without losing their mental sanity. <laughs>
0: That's a big one for sure. I think that's an underrated uh, part of losing weight. So that's amazing. Yeah, I really appreciate you being on here, Kayla. Thank you so much for uh, sharing your story with us. And yeah, thanks to everybody else who has tuned in and listening to Sharing Trink Stories. There is going to be many more episodes of this.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for having me.
0: No worries. It was a pleasure. Take care, everyone. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to an episode of Marky Mark and the Fitness Bunch. I really do appreciate it. Um, If you're a woman who is looking to get strong and feel confident and you want to focus on training that is not about appearance or weight loss or thinking you have to look a certain way, um, I highly encourage you to use the link in the description of this episode to apply to the Badass Lifter program that's what the program's about. It's not about being a certain weight. It's not about looking a certain way. It's about, you know, building your confidence from within on what your body is able to do as opposed to what it's supposed to look like. Link is in the description of the podcast episode. I just wanted to say thanks again for watching and have a great day.